0: Thank you for downloading this podcast from BJOG. Hello everybody, thank you for downloading this uh, BJOG podcast today, I'm very happy to be joined by uh, Dr. Natalie Cooper, who's a lecturer at the Queen Mary University, University of London. Hello Natalie. Hello Dan. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Joined also by her children, (laughs) uh, Ollie and Joshua. Um, and uh, Natalie you're speaking to us today because there's a series of articles that are coming out with uh, the Bee Jog starting uh, with the first series uh, from autumn this year autumn 2018 a series of articles edited by Dr Natalie Cooper and also by Dr Carla Hemmings at the University of Birmingham Dr Hemmings is a statistician there at Birmingham
1: yeah Carla and I edited the series together and I think that's why it works really well actually because she has she's a statistician, she has statistical knowledge and yet I can make sure that the articles are aimed at clinicians um, and are aimed at the right level.
0: So so first of all, uh, Natalie, I wondered if you could talk us through the the, the sort of need for a a special series of articles on uh, research methods.
1: Um, Of course. So the idea for the course came up couple of years ago when it was really felt that junior clinicians and also people who aren't using critical um, appraisal skills and statistics skills in their everyday work um, can feel a bit daunted when reading papers or when first starting off with research. And BJOG jog felt that there is a need for a guide to research methods and to statistics, something that people can um, learn from And as the series progresses, their knowledge will will build on previous articles.
0: I thought it was really nice in in the series of articles, the way it starts with, first of all, how to frame a a research question and then builds into guides on, on how to approach different types of study.
1: Yes, and as the series progresses, there'll be uh, more complicated concepts and more complicated statistical issues that there can be, but also there are a lot of aspects of research where just by reading a paper, you want to be able to critically appraise it and know that what you're reading is a reliable source. Uh Um, I also think it's a really nice resource for academics to be able to refer to different types of (laughs) study and different concepts when they're writing.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Um, so, so, Natalie, what, what's covered in the, in the first series of articles um, on uh, research methods? What, what can readers expect?
1: So the series, as you said, starts off with a couple of quite basic articles talking about how you might design a research study.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And then the, the next seven articles cover different types of research design. Uh-huh. So randomised controlled trials, cohort studies, but it also covers some of the um, less common study types such yeah. as cluster randomized control trials mm-hmm. there's an article which looks at the an overview of core outcome sets which okay. are a relatively new concept that b jogger very much behind um and with support of the crown initiative but and, also and the, economic... uh, the
0: the series of articles also sort of contain references to further further reading and other resources mm-hmm. don't they so um we we can uh, put point readers in, in the direction of the, the crown initiative and uh guides for further reading on uh on the types of study explained in the series of articles?
1: Yeah, I think when we were developing the articles, we wanted to ensure that there are really clear learning outcomes. Um, The fact that the articles are all quite short means that they're easily digestible, like a snapshot in each article. And every article does have some further reading or useful resources that people can refer to. So that can help to clarify the article or also give you an extra... Example to try uh-huh. and learn from
0: and I think yeah, I think w- one of the one of the good things about this series of articles is that the examples are, are all very grounded in the specialty, aren 't they, so that, that it 's uh, making use of specific examples that pertain to, to obs and gyne which would be very useful for clinicians embarking on their own research projects,
1: yeah, we wanted it to be aimed at clinicians, so much of the um, statistics and research uh, textbooks are aimed at people who have some kind of prior knowledge and they're Uh quite dry academic type um, works whereas I think these articles do appeal more to clinicians and we've tried to have um, clinical examples whenever possible.
0: Yeah and I think one of the other excellent uh, features of this series of articles is that it's also grounded in uh, clinical practice because you have an article for example on economic evaluation of Research methods and, uh, and how uh, clinicians ought to think about the cost effectiveness of whatever interventions being proposed or examined.
1: Yeah, I think um, economic analysis is something that we don't really get to learn very much about at medical school or in our normal clinical work, but obviously we work in a rationed healthcare system, and it's extremely important that it's something that is considered. We want to make sure that what we, everything that we do has a value to it, um, and that we're doing what is not only the most effective thing for patients, but also most cost-effective for the taxpayer and the NHS.
0: Brilliant. Natalie, uh, thanks ever so much for uh, taking the time. Uh, to speak to us today and hopefully our uh, listeners will enjoy reading this series of articles on the important issue of research methods. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this podcast from BJOG. We have been reporting the best research in women's health since 1902. We are keen to hear your views. Tweet us at BJOG Tweets. You can find more podcast at www.bjog.org.